one. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Football Jets finally have a GM, and it's actually the guy they wanted. Who would have thunk? Good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the program, we're going to go doctor on you as we talk about Kevin Durant's injury and whether or not we're going to see him back for the Warriors this week. We also, of course, are going to go into our MLB All-Star Ballot as I pick my picks right here on the year today. And then we'll, of course, talk about the Bruins and Blues game, which is going on right now with the Bruins ahead 1-0 so far in the second period. Stay with us, friends, because sports, 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 sports. Starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Dick Drago. For those of you that are new to the program, we like to give you all the sports news and information from this previous week while giving you some insight into what's coming up in the next. If you like what you hear, find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitter. Tweet, tweet. You can also email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I had a good weekend. I did absolutely nothing. No, I'm just kidding. A lot of work to catch up on, a little fun stuff, hung out with the dog, went shopping with my wife. All right, that last part, not as fun. Not as fun at all. But it made her happy. Happy wife, happy life. Am I, am I right or am I wrong? I don't really know. Okay, so why don't we just, let's get rolling. Let's roll right into it. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs because the Warriors and Raptors, things are really heating up now. So let's roll it. Let's, let's talk about... Uh, that game, game five, let's talk about it. Now, Friday night, the Raptors did what many thought were unthinkable. They went up 3-1 to one in a series against the Warriors. That's kind of a big deal, right? So they won Friday's game 105-92. to Warriors scored 109 or more in the first three games. The first time they scored less than 100 against the Raptors. Now, granted, they did not have Klay Thompson. They don't have Kevin Durant. Boogie Cousins doesn't look right. Steph Curry, at least, is still scoring like 47 points a game. So it's really not his fault. They're just having trouble getting players to actually play. I don't know what's going on with the Warriors. Well, I do know. Injuries are piling up. Guys who should be stepping up aren't stepping up. They were held, they held Toronto to 17 points in the first quarter, but by the third quarter, by the start of the second half, Toronto skyrocketed with 37 they outscored them 37 to 21 in the third quarter and just took off from there. Could not be contained. And now the Warriors are in an awkward position, right? Three to one in the series. What are the chances? Only 11 times have a has a team overcome a three and one deficit in a seven game series in the NBA, right? We're not going to look about other sports here because other sports are totally different. Twice has it happened in, in 2016, and this is familiar to the Warriors because they did it against um they did it against the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? That was in the uh the conference finals. They went from three to one to four and three, winning that series against 
guess who? Mr. Kevin Durant, right? Then, going into the next series, they looked pretty darn good against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, winning three of the first four games. So, they were up 3-1 to one in that series. And Mr. LeBron and Kyrie Irving brought them to their knees. So it happened twice. The Warriors are familiar with this situation because they've seen it unravel and they've seen it go their way. So hopefully they've learned from that. Even KD, who was a part of that Thunder team, has seen this go the other way. So there's got to be hope in that locker room. But this night, tomorrow night, is really the time for them to pull this thing together. Now I want to address the other elephant in the room, and that is Kevin Durant. Now, for those of you out there that are not familiar, I actually daylight as a physical therapist. Yes, there is the actual doctor in front of my title, and many of you are thinking, oh my gosh, how is that possible? Well, it is, friends. And because of that, I want to highlight a big story that's been going on this week, Kevin Durant's injury. Well, there's two injuries I want to talk about. Kevin Durant's number one, but we're also going to talk about Zdeno Chara. But Kevin Durant's injury, okay? There's been so much talk. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? So um, I figured maybe I should give you some insight on what's going on with him. All right, friends, let's talk turkey here. All right, Kevin Durant, the guy's been injured since May 8th. That's the last game he played in. Uh, You can see here on the screen, for those of you watching our uh, YouTube channel, that's the injury occurring right there. Now, he goes off in the locker room. You can see him limping a little bit. Um, It was confirmed that he has a calf strain. What does that mean? So, there's two muscles that that sort of comprise that area, and then you have your Achilles tendon. And so so people often confuse the Achilles and, and the calf muscles itself. So the big, fat, meaty muscle, that's the one he's most likely injured here. That's called the gastrocinemius. For those of us in the medical field, we just simply call it the gastroc for short because gastrocinemius is a ridiculously long name. Going beyond that, any soft tissue injury like this is going to take you at least six to eight weeks for full 100% recovery, right? That's just the amount of time it takes for tissue to reconstruct itself. So here's the problem. We are now approaching week five. This was May 8th. We're kind of in the midst of week five right now. At this point, KD should be okay enough to at least play, but that's not necessarily a guarantee. Now the Warriors themselves make it seem like he could go out there any game. He did return to practice today, um, but it, it's hard to say for sure, which is why this is such a, a question mark for, for Kevin Durant. Because realistically, yes, he may have have at least healed enough that he could get back on the court, but this muscle is so important for running and sprinting and jumping that that could be a potential problem for the Warriors, hence why Kevin Durant and and maybe even some of the Warriors' medical staff are a little nervous about him returning to the court. Now, the other injury I want to take a look at is Zdeno Chara. Now, this guy is the toughest of tough guys. Literally, if there was an award for the toughest dude out there on the ice, court, field, pitch, baseball field, whatever place of sporting you want to discuss... This is the guy. Zdeno Chara is a monster for the Bruins, and he has been for a long time. So, I gotta say, a puck to the face, watching him take this puck right in the jaw, 
And then, and then he goes out and he's spitting out blood and everything. I mean, I, I got to give the guy a lot of credit. The jaw itself, right? So this highlighted, um, this highlighted joint here, that's your TMJ. That's your temporomandibular joint. Again, we got to shorten these things. They're just too long to say. Listen, having an injury to a joint like that, just like any other, is going to make it stiff. It could make it difficult for him to talk, to move. Now, granted, he's back out there on the ice because, again, toughest of tough guys. Just needs a little extra protection out there. But I got to give him credit for coming out because even if you're not talking while you're playing, although, you know, of course, these players are chirping back and forth to each other, um, you know, you you still, it, it kind of hurts to have something like this going on. And for him to be playing with it, again, Tough Guy of the Year award. Please award it to Mr. Zdeno Chara. All right, friends, and thank you for that. Now, let's head to a little commercial break. When we return, we're going to talk more sports. Baseball, in fact. A lot of baseball stuff going on this week. I'm also going to give my ballot for who I think is going to uh, be in the All-Star game. You know, the, the ballot. We'll talk about the ballot. All right. And then, um, and, and last but not least, how much money did Le'Veon Bell's girlfriend steal from him? We'll find out that and more when we return in two shakes of the lamb's tail. To the court with Archie Diacono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Hello friends, I'm Nick Drago with the Sports 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 Podcast. Do you have an amazing product you're trying to sell? Well, let me tell you exactly where to shove it. Up your butt! I'm just kidding. No, what you should really be doing is trying to peddle it on my podcast. That's right, we're offering free ad space for anybody interested in selling their amazingly amazing products. All you have to do is email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, so we can figure out exactly how to get your message out there and on the air. So once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, and I'll be waiting patiently by my computer. The uh, MLB season, we're starting to get close to that midway point. All-Star game is coming up. Uh, I'm going to give you my ballot. But first, why don't we talk about all the games from this weekend? There were quite a lot, a lot of implications. We'll talk about the games, the standings. Let's, let's hear about that. Okay, let's start with Phillies. They had a winning streak going into this week. Four games straight, and they looked like they were going to beat the Reds. But, of course, Cincinnati chirped back and won 4-3 today, ending that streak. Since he has not looked good the last couple of games, dropping one of the, dropping to the Cardinals and then um, 
And then the first two to Philly. Tampa Bay pushing Boston further down in the standings, winning three games against Beantown. And honestly, look at these scores. It was not even close. Uh, uh, well, I mean, the, the, the Red Sox did win Saturday's game, 5-1. But the other three games were all raised, 5-1, to 9-2, 6-1, absolutely crushing Boston, which is something that I'm always happy to see. Diamondbacks with a three-game sweep over the Blue Jays. They crushed them 8-2, 6-0, 8-2 today. Uh, they had also beaten the Dodgers on the 5th. Uh, that was in 11 innings. But either way, uh, Diamondbacks are on a four-game streak right now. They're back to having a winning record, thank goodness, because they needed some games like this. And the Yankees, not a great weekend in Cleveland, uh, losing Sat, uh, Friday and Saturday, they did get a win today in 10 innings. Um, even more bad news, though, another name uh, onto their gigantic list of injuries, Domingo German, uh, who is, in fact, the, the wins leader for uh, the American League. He is now, or all of MLB, actually, he's now on the DL 10-day stint. So uh, oh, we'll see what happens there for the Yanks. Minnesota, they socked the Tigers this weekend, 12-2 today alone. Now, uh, they did lose on Saturday, but they also won 6-3 Friday, so, so a couple of good wins there for uh, the hard-hitting Minnesota Twins. Man, these guys are hitting home runs left and right. Rocco Baldelli, the co coach, has got to be happy about how they're doing. And the Mets have had a pretty decent week, winning two games against the Giants, two games against the Rockies. Um, so hopefully they can continue this, although they got the Yankees coming up this week, so, uh, oh, we'll see what happens with them, but, uh, they did lose Robinson Cano, he's gonna be on the DL for a short bit. I bet, I bet he's just faking injury so he doesn't have to play the Yankees. Uh, moving on to the Braves, they swept Miami this weekend, Acuna getting the homer in the 12th inning, that put them above Miami da Marlins. Uh, they won 7-6 today, one nothing Saturday, and 7-1 on Friday. The Braves pushing themselves into the race for the NL East. And the Brew Crew is looking darn good. They beat the Pirates in three straight games this weekend. Mike Moustakis looks like he could be returning to form as the Brewers prepare to play the Astros uh, this week. Speaking of the Astros, they uh, looked okay against the Orioles this weekend. Honestly, they've been looking a little shaky the last few weeks. Jordan Alvarez uh, making his way onto the roster at a home run in his first ever game. Strohs won 4 nothing today against Baltimore. And the White Sox and Royals. Honestly, do we really even care about these series? I can't think of two teams that have no chance whatsoever to do anything this year. I will say Jimenez had a huge home run for the White Sox. That helped them get the victory today against... Uh, Kansas City, uh, Washington, Washington, wow. Chicago also got a win on Saturday. And the Rangers, remember, they've been surging as well lately, and they continued to surge this weekend. They got two wins over the A's. Uh, Athletics took a, took a deep win today. Chris Davis, Chris with a K, by the way, hit his first home run in over a month. Uh, to, that was today, actually. So big win there for the A's. And the Dodgers-Giants series really heated up today. Max Muncy hitting a home run off Madison Bumgardner. The Mad Bum is probably on his way out of uh, uh, San Francisco very soon. Yankees might be interested. I don't know. Either way, Dodgers took the win 1-0. Uh, 
Uh, they also got the win yesterday, 7-2. Giants did get one in there. That was on Friday, although these teams are at two very different points in the season with the Dodgers at 45-21 and 21 and the Giants at 26-38. and 38. And the Mariners, they got two wins over the Angels this weekend. Edwin Encarnacion hitting his 400th home run for Seattle. Congratulations. And last but not least, the Nationals and the Padres splitting an even series. Padres won two games, five to four in both of them. Uh, that was Thursday and Friday. And then the Nationals won two uh, two games, uh, five to two today. Four straight home runs for Washington. They won five to two over the San Diego Manny Machados. I mean, the... Padres, you know what I mean. Alrighty, now let's take a look at the standings. The Twinsies, there are on top, still 43 and 21. Ten and a half games behind them is is Cleveland, who did have some big wins over the Yankees, but overall hasn't been all that great. And if you remember around this time last year, they were kind of in the same boat. I remember us talking about them uh, possibly being the first ever uh, team to make the playoffs with a losing record, but. Uh, Woof. Um, and then you have the White Sox, Tigers, and Royals. Moving on to the AL East. The Yankees are now tied for first place. Yes, that's right. Tampa Bay, Los Race. The Rays are uh, tied 40 and 24 apiece. Both teams have not looked great the last few, uh, last week or so, but, um, who knows, maybe things will turn around for the Yankees or the Rays are going to continue to pummel. Red Sox, meanwhile, they've dropped seven games back out of first place. Sucks to suck, Boston. That's all I got to say about that. Moving into the Western Division. Of course, the Astros once again on top. Rangers, though, Rangers have pushed themselves up there. They're nine and a half back. They're in that wild card race right now. The A's, they're two games behind them for the wild card. And then you got the Angels and the Mariners. By the way, the other wild card team would be whoever does not get first place in the Yankees Rays um, division battle of death, as you will. Let's move over to the National League. All right, so you got the Brewers. They are in first place of the Central. Cubs a half game behind them they're also on top right now for the wild card cubbies have looked pretty darn good they won two straight but of course the brewers they're also looking good and then you have the cardinals who some weeks they look amazing and some weeks it's like oh put them out to pasture listen either way this has been the most exciting division this year it could go brewers it could go cubs the cardinals could make a big push I'm not holding out hope for the Pirates and the Reds, but they're really not that far behind. Uh, looking at the East now, the Phillies are, of course, still on top, but they're 4-6 and six in their last 10, and the Braves are pushing them hard. They've won three straight. They're one game behind. They're in it for the wild card. The Braves are a scary team right now. They're clicking on all cylinders, and the Phillies don't know how to handle it just yet. Maybe they'll turn around. Who knows? Mets are not very far behind them. And then you got the Nationals and Marlins who are, well, still a laughing stock. In the West, the NL West, the Dodgers, of course, on top. 11 games back from them in the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks have won four straight. Rockies have lost their last two, but still 11 games. That's a huge deficit that they have to overcome. 
but they're two and a half games out of the wild card, so maybe playoff hope's still alive. Padres are three and a half games back, and then you have the Giants, who are probably going to go into fire sale mode very soon. All right, and with that, the moment you've all been waiting for, which player am I going to pick to go to this year's All-Star Game? Now, fans, it's not just me out there. You can also pick as well. Just go to your favorite website, MLB.com, and uh, they'll have the ballot there. You can pick out who you want to get in, but um, why don't I make my choices first, and then you can go ahead and be like, Nick, you're totally wrong. Let me make some better choices. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my all-star MLB ballot all-star game. Voting ends June 21st. (gasps) That's only a week and a half from now. That's two weeks from now, Nick. Start thinking right. Sorry. Sorry, I messed up. All right, let's take a look at my ballot. Ooh, should we do this in Spanish? No, probably not. Let's let's keep it in English. All right, so we have to pick a first baseman, one per each league. Now here I'm I'm sort of between two. Uh, really, Carlos Santana, of course, that 285 average, 12 homers, four RBIs, huge on base percentage. But my guy Luke Voigt, 15 home runs. I mean that's uh, that's pretty darn good. Edwin Encarnacion doesn't quite have the batting average for me. Um, while Miguel Cabrera has the batting average, but not everything else. So I'm going to go with Luke Voigt on this one. All right, in the National League, whew, Christian Walker, hmm, not really feeling him. Anthony Rizzo, of course, is uh, probably my, my top pick here. Let me see. Freddie Freeman, of course, uh, always looking good. Josh Bell, absolutely crushing it right now. Pete Alonzo, could I really vote for a guy on the Mets? That 258 average, I'm just... I'm not into it. Now, Josh Bell. I think Josh Bell is really having a a good season so far. Second base. Ugh, I like Altuve, but uh, he's not really having the best season. D. Gordon. Mm. DJ LeMayu for the Yankees. That might be a good choice, but really Brandon Lowe. I think Brandon Lowe might be the front runner here uh, for me. Jonathan Shoup. Yeah, so so uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Lowe here. 288 average, 13 home runs, 41 RBIs. Got to go with him. For the National League, I'm not really loving what I see. Cano, we know, is on the, uh, the DL. Uh, you got Castro, Descalso, Dozier. Mm, Cesar Hernandez, 240, 274 average, not bad. Kettle Marte, though. Those 15 home runs. Moustakis, you know what? Moustakis, I think he's got it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mike. He's having a great season right now for the... Um, did that work? Sweet. We're on to third base. Awesome. He's having a great season right now, I think, for uh, for the Brewers. So moving on to third base. <clears throat> All right. Alex Bregman, 18 home runs, 272 average. Matt Chapman, he's got the 16 homers there. Um, hmm... Who else am I liking? Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's definitely got some power hitting going on, but I don't think he's been around quite as much. Moncada for the um, for the White Sox with 12 home runs there. Hmm. Chapman, who is the other one I like? Bregman. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Alex Bregman on this one. National League. Chris Bryant. Nolan Arenado. I mean, he's got to be it. Hold on. I, I shouldn't just click people. I should actually look through, shouldn't I? Escobar looks really good. Machado, maybe not so much. Anthony Randone, he's a close contender, I gotta say. But man, 
Arenado. 16 home runs, 55 RBIs, and a 331 batting average. Can somebody give it up for this guy? Honestly. Shortstop. Let's get to those short stoppies. Short stoppers. Shorty stoppies. Whatever. Uh, Xander Bogarts, 291 average. Not bad, not bad. Carlos Correa. I like him too. He's a good choice. 295 average, 35 RBIs. He's hitting well, that's for sure. Uh, Polanco for the Twins, 333 average. Glaber Torres, he's hitting a number of hit big home runs, 14 homers for the Yankees. Ugh, do I dare pick a Boston Red Sox? Now nah, I'm going with Correa. Definitely going with the Stro. All right, moving on to the National League for third baseman. Baez, Crawford, DeJong, Rosario, Gene Segura, Trevor Story. Hmm. Not really liking what I'm seeing here. I might go with Trevor Story. 15 home runs. Now, Javier Baez. 304 average, 16 homers, 44 RBIs. That's the type of player I'm looking for here. First short stop. And and stop me here if I make a bad choice. But uh, I'm going to have to go with my boy L. Gary the Kraken for the Yankees. No doubt about it in my mind. Moving on to the NL. I really like Real Mudo. He's doing a good job with the Phillies. 274 average, 10 RBIs, 36 uh, ribbies. Did I say that? Wait, that, they say 10 RBIs, 10 homers, 10 overs, 36 ribbies. Grandal also having a really good season. Contreras looking good. I think I'm between Contreras and Grandal. Oh boy, you know what? Uh, similar. L- listen, Gr- Contreras has 290 average. Grandal has 274. They both have 13 home runs. They both have between 32 and 35 RBIs. Contreras though has a much higher on base percentage, 946. I'm going with him for my catchers. Outfield. Oh, God, I got to pick three per league. Oh, boy. All right. Bowers. Mookie Betts. That's a no. Bradley Jr. Michael Brantley. He could be one. Let's let's put him down for now. 317 average, 10 RBIs, 30, uh, 10 homers, 38 RBIs. Apparently, I don't know stats in baseball anymore. Uh, Shin So Chu. I've always had trouble with his name. Gallo has those 17 home runs. Huge power hitting. We'll click him for now. See if we find anybody better. Definitely not Brett Gardner. I love Brett, but not quite what we're looking for here. Aaron Hicks just coming back from injury. Um, Aaron Judge, I'm pretty sure he's still injured, so don't want to throw him into the mix as much as I like the guy. Awesome Meadows. 346 average, 12 home runs, 38 RBIs for the Tampa Bay Rays. And just to double check my work, I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody I should have picked instead. Mm, I like George Springer, actually. George Springer, Mike Trout. All right, we're going to change the first two. Who, who were my first two here? Yeah, Gallo, you're gone. Brantley. Yeah, let's keep you in, Brantley. Let's do this. Brantley's in. Brantley's in, Trout is in, George Springer, I'm only going with one guy from Houston, so, sorry pal, uh, Christian Yelich, no doubt in my mind if you're looking at the National League, honestly, it is that even a question, if somebody here is questioning that, please email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, 
who else do I like? Jeff McNeil, 335 average for the Mets. Uh, Starlin Marte, he's having a good couple uh, good seasons so far. Not many, like, big hitters here. David Dahl, 27 RBIs. Melky Cabrera. <sighs> that guy's a cheater. Really is. Can't uh, can't go with that. Cody Bellinger, he's a definite. Listen to this, folks. Cody Cody Bellinger wouldn't let me pick him. Here we go. Cody Bellinger, 335 average, 20 home runs, 54 ribbies, and a 1.142 on base percentage. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of guy I want manning my outfield. And let's go with Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna from uh, that that place. You know the one. Oh my God. You know that place. Atlanta. We're going with Atlanta. All right, DH. Do we pick we pick a DH for the American League? All right, let's do it. Designated hitter. I hate all of these. I'm not picking you, JD Martinez, although you're 12 homers, 296 average. It's pretty darn good. Stanton's still injured. Oh shoot, he might be my best option. All right, we'll go with JD. We'll give Boston a thing. Something. Is that it? Do I pick pitchers at all? I guess not. Five entries remaining today. No, I only wanted to do one. All right, well, there's my perfect roster. Can I look him over again? I don't think it'll let me. Uh, looks like I picked Luke Voigt, Josh Bell, that guy from Tampa Bay. Wait, can I? <laughs> Let's scroll up this way. Brandon Lowe, that was the one. Brandon Lowe, Mike Moustakis, Alex Bregman, Nolan Arenado, Carlos Correa, Javier Baez, El Gary, the Kraken, Sanchez, Wilson Contreras, Michael Brantley, Austin Meadows, and Mike Trout for the American League outfield. Ronald Acuna Jr., Cody Bellinger, and Christian Yellis for the National League outfield. And then my boy, J.D. Martinez. Ooh, just saying him, calling him my boy makes me want to throw up my mouth. I hate you, Boston, but darn it, I gotta say you got a better team than the Yankees the last couple of seasons. We're taking it to you this year, though, so take that and take my roster peace out for this segment of the show we're gonna keep talking though about more stuff Alrighty, friends well with that we're gonna take one last quick quiet and calm commercial break when we return we're gonna talk about Le'Veon Bell's home robbery we of course have to talk about our athlete of the week who spoiler alert is not an athlete this week but darn it if everybody in New York isn't happy about this guy. And of course, that'll be it for the show. So, stay with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We will be right back. On the puck, Hurricanes keep it alive. Williams touch the net. Score! The Carolina Hurricanes win game seven. Knocks that puck out of midair. And Brock McGinn with the redirect out of midair. Hello friends, has this ever happened to you? You're walking down the street, you're super hungry and you go to reach for a licorice stick and ah, you don't have one. Well, now that's no longer a problem with the licorice machine. That's right, this nifty 40 pound backpack straps straight to your back with a tube that connects directly to your mouth. Anytime you're hungry, just suck that delicious licorice right out of the tube, you suck it right up in your mouth and you enjoy the spoils of that. Alright, that's a pretty bad advertisement. But you know what would work better here? Something of your own design. 
Do you have an ad, something you're trying to sell, maybe just a happy message to share with my fans? Well, this is your chance. Email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs, win the World Series. Bryant makes the play. It's over. And the Cubs have finally won it all. Now, I, of course, am a rabid New York Jets fan. And uh, for one, I, I was I was both happy and kind of weirded out this week. And I'll explain why. Two big stories coming out about the Jets. Okay, so... Obviously, the big news, the Jets bring in Joe Douglas to be the new GM. He was previously the Vice President of Player Personnel, yes, that's a real title, with the Philadelphia Eagles. He helped construct that Super Bowl winning team. He's a great scout. He was great at, uh, you know, making sure that the right players were in the right pieces for Philadelphia, and he's done it before, too, in Chicago. He helped build that nasty Chicago defense that we've been seeing over the last year. Hopefully, he does the same with the Jets. Now, they gave the guy a six-year contract, which to me, boop, 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 starts setting off the alarm shell, so, so, the alarms in your head. Uh, if you're a general manager for the New York Jets, to, how, what? Six years? That's insane. How many GMs actually make it six years? It's not many, just to let you know, unless you're like Bill Belichick, who's uh, just does it all. He's, I mean, he's really the coach, but you know what I mean. All right, anywho, the other big story, and uh, this was, oh, this was oh so good. So the new star running back of the New York Jets is none other than Le'Veon Bell. You know that guy who didn't play at all last year? Yeah, he awarded himself a, he got himself a four-year, five, $52.5 million contract, which of course is huge, but... He's he's got a little less income uh, this past week, so uh, Le'Veon Bell he's living up down in uh, Florida. Had two girls over at the house, you know. They spent the night. Two girlfriends, he says. Uh, he goes to the gym, and when he gets home, whole house is in disarray. They went through his closet, all his jewelry. Uh, they, according to the police, he lost five. $520,000 worth of jewels, including <laughs> a Black Panther pennant that's uh, been studded with black and white diamonds, two gold chains with diamonds, and a Rolex watch. Le'Veon Bell, who the heck are you inviting into your house? Here's the best part, is the police have no identification <laughs> of the suspect. He doesn't even know who these girls are. So, um, Le'Veon, man. I was going to make this guy our uh, athlete of the week because you know how much I love laughing about stuff like that. However, our true athlete of the week is going to that ballsy fan who went down to Oracle Arena for Game 4 Warriors and Raptors and he wore a Kevin Durant New York Knicks jersey. For those of you that aren't sure out there or don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Kevin Durant's contract with the Warriors is up this season, and based on um, their feelings towards him not playing the last few games, it's very likely he's going to leave. One of the top contenders is the New York Knicks. This gentleman had the balls to go to Oracle Arena and wear what most likely will not be his future jersey, because 
let's face it, who wants to go play for the Knicks? Either way, I, I thought it was hysterical. Um, I, I'm sure this fan's going to be very disappointed that Jersey's probably going to fi- end up in a fire pit or in the bowels of, you know, a uh, Red Cross clothing drive thing. Is that a thing? I'm not sure. Um, so, haha, very funny. Uh, the other, The other story is the Bruins. We didn't really get to talk about them all that much. And the reason is, is that they were on the brink of elimination at this exact moment. Now, it's the end of the second. They're uh, they're down one nothing. I mean, they're winning. They're winning one nothing. the St. Louis Blues. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to wrap the show up. But if the, if the Blues win, hey, congratulations. I did not expect them to get this far to begin with. I, I mean, they were in last place going into January. They're a team of nobodies. And somehow they put a, an original six super team to its knees. So good on you, Blues. And for the Boston Bruins, if you do manage to push a game seven, good luck. Because you're going to need it. It's a long series, it's a long playoffs. You're tired. Most of the time you win the game six, a lot of those teams end up winning the game seven too. So. Ooh, let's see what happens. Very exciting stuff. Uh, so by the time this podcast airs, the game will already be over. But uh, hey, I'm excited regardless of what happens. We're either going to see Stanley Cup being hoisted tonight by Bennington for the Blues, or we're going to have to wait until Wednesday, the 12th, to see what happens. All right, let's wrap this baby up. Oh, special thanks, of course, to Johanna Drago. She is my wife, but she's also the content editor, logo designer, and set designer for this podcast. Um, so, thank you. Also, the music for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks to all of those media sites that allow us to use their highlights, because please don't sue us. Please. Thank you. Um... And, of course, our social media warriors, as usual, Mary Kay Albert, Lois Butler, the whole gang. I do want to apologize for our social media kerfuffle last week. Facebook wasn't working. YouTube wasn't working. Let's hope for a better week this week. So, once again, thank you guys so much for joining us. And remember, you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, beep, beep, and Facebook. Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. Look for our star. It's going to say Sports, Sports, Sports across it. Um, and that's always exciting. Or you can email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, Twitter, share, beep, beep, tweet, 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 and tweet at us. That's the third time I've done this on the show today, which means that either I'm super delirious or I need to really stop looking at birds. Oh, I just love them so much. All righty, so... <laughs> Uh, do all those things, you know, make sure you tell all your friends, Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Nick Drago. We're here, we are having a great time, and we're loving it. Um, so yeah, every Sunday, we'll be back here next week. Can't wait to talk about who won the finals, <laughs> Raptors, and who's going to win the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, <laughs> Blues. Um, I'm not, what, I'm not saying it's fixed. No, I'm just kidding, folks. Uh, so stick with us next week. It's all baseball. we got the whole summer to talk about baseball, among some other things. But, um, all right, I'm done. I'm tired. Good night. Say good night. Woo! See ya. Have a, have a good time. What's wrong with me? All right. Bye, everyone. Caw-caw!